Hi, and welcome Hi. to Wait to Takes episode 117, which is Master Chief's real name. Master Chief's name is Petty Officer Master Chief John-117. So 117, Master Chief. Never played a Halo game. Xbox is for losers. Right. Um, I'm Trey, joined as always by Dylan, Cam, and Tucker. How are we doing, gentlemen? Living the dream. Yep. Fantastic. All right, let's get into some winners and losers. A lot of winners in in this list. Um, big, big winner to myself. Very happy. Possible take of the year candidate. Bruce Arians just announced he's moving into the front office. Basically means he was fired. Um, I nailed that take from the moment Brady retired. I said he's bluffing his retirement to get uh, Arians fired. That's exactly what he did. Now we know what the the agreement was between Brady and the the Glazers when he decided to come back. So Bruce Arians gone, big dub to me. Uh, something we didn't touch on last week that I thought about this week. Tucker made the take that you're going to try to see a lot more uh, connections uh, between college QBs and their college wide receivers. Turns out Devontae Adams and Derek Carr played together in college, so winner to talk there. Uh, couples. Uh, pop quiz to anyone but Trey. What school did they go to? Fresno State. Yep. Nailed it. I watched the interview maybe a half an hour ago. I knew they, um, Adams said that, and I couldn't remember. Um, so, loser me. Weird well, college. A <laughs> couple, couple winners for you, Dell. Um, tentative winners, but the actually one's a tentative winner. So the Lakers are in 11th right now. Is that true? 10th or 11th? 11th. I think it's the lowest they've been 11th right now. Uh, Dylan said they were going to get worse with the addition of Carmelo Anthony. And I think I agreed, and Tucker and Cam did not. But they are certainly worse, and they're missing the playoffs right now. Dylan had them missing the playoffs. And uh, the other the other winner for Dylan, Kansas City, obviously in a little bit of cap trouble, having to let go of Tyreek Hill. Um, so Dylan gave that take right after they won the Super Bowl, I believe. So it was one of our early, early episodes. And uh, Dylan gave that take, so that's a long one that's coming to fruition, but it has indeed. I think I had, I think I had a couple years on it too. I was like, oh yeah, you know, you said in the next, yeah, in the next couple years, yeah, you you nailed it. Um, and then Cam, another tentative winner, the Florida Panthers in first place in the NHL. So hasn't changed. It's been that way the whole year. It's been that way for a long time. Uh, Cam, we'll give you another win. Oh, go ahead. I don't know, maybe you were going to say this. I'm also in first place in Waste Takes Bracket. Uh, I wasn't going to say that, but Cam is in first place in Waste Takes Bracket. We'll go over that a little later. But Cam, just keep the wins coming. Cam is the winner of our poll from two weeks ago um, for his take that Deshaun Watson will not be a top 20 QB, uh, which is wow. what I thought was not going to do well. Dylan, I you, got, I think one. you got one vote, I mean, Bill. Because I did, ours, I did, it wasn't me. I voted for Cam. Yeah, I will say that two of ours um, already came to fruition and weren't true. Yes, that was a tough one. So those were losers. Those were losers. Uh, yeah. Well, if we want to talk about, if we want to just go blatantly say, "Oh yeah, UVM lost in the first round," that's a loser. Like I, I don't really want to go into that. But and then the Freddie. Yeah, Freeman, you're gonna tell me a loser for that right now, Cam. Yeah. Cam hates UVM. <laughs> Um, the second poll we've got, oh, and the loser of that poll was Dylan, obviously for his, uh, his, his Freddie Freeman, which was proven wrong a couple hours, I think after we recorded. So, yep. um, 
The next one is a tie between Tucker and I. Tucker with the hard-hitting take that the Celtics will win the NBA Finals. And uh, <laughs> my take for firing Bill Belichick, how are we going to settle this? Because I don't, like, I'm... I think that you should just concede the point for having a stupid take. I like my take. Um, Cam or Dylan, does anybody have a coin or an AirPod nearby? I have AirPods. Yeah, but you're a part of it. Do not want to do mine. I got one. All right, Tucker, you're lower in the ranking, so you can pick or you can defer the pick. I'll defer. Okay. Belichickian, to say. Oh, I, got, I got to turn the camera on. Hold up. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go right. All right, I'm going to go right. I'm gonna, what did you say, Trey? Right. I'm gonna, right. Right. R. Right. It is right. Yep. Nailed it. And I said that before I put it to his ear. I don't want any sort of hijinks. Yeah, no, I'm not going to complain about it. I just think it's a terrible take, and it should be expunged from the record if you ever got a point. I got multiple text messages saying how stupid your take was. How come I didn't get any? I got I got three different people to talk to me about how dumb your take was. How come I didn't get any? What? How come I didn't get any text messages? Because they don't respect you enough, because that's how bad your take was. <laughs> All right. Well, um, ben, you live with one of the people that uh, tech, that talked to me about it. What, Ben? Yep. He thinks it's a bad take because he's he's lying. He it's stupid. He's lying to me because he he doesn't miss, he never told me he disagrees with me when I ranted to him about it. So he's playing both sides. Um, all right, that moves point totals. I am just putting on a clinic. Seven points for me. Dylan with three. Cam with three. Tucker with one. And uh, toss King Trey. And Cam, you lost that. He's beat uh, me in at least one coin toss this year. Cam, mm-hmm. you, you lost that second poll, by the way, for your Malik Willis take. Um, all right. Ways to takes. Who wants to lead off? I've let off two weeks in a row, so I'm not going to go yet. Who wants to set the table? All right. Go ahead, Cam. All right. Hold on. How to get comfortable. Alright, so I actually put this take in the chat. I don't know if you remember it, but I'm going for ways to take the year over this one. Um, we were talking about how the Patriots aren't making any moves this offseason. Um, Bill's getting old, and it's really just not looking up for you guys. Nope. And Clay made the joke that he can't wait for when they win the Super Bowl when he's like 50. And I said that at least the Pats' next Super Bowl ring will be made from a material (laughs) that is not from Earth. And that is my take. The next time the Patriots win the Super Bowl, their ring will include an unearthly element from Mars, the moon. I don't know. They're going to find something by the time they win the next Super Bowl, and that's what the ring is going to have in it. Let's go. Can you put a year on it? No. Oh, doesn't I need a year. I don't need to put a ring, uh, a ring on it. Uh, a year on it, I don't think. Okay. All right. Um, I don't I mean, I don't know how to address this. Like, I've, I've told you that 
that I think that the Patriots are in a bad spot, and I don't think it's going to get better for a long time. So um, I, I realistically think that we're not going to win one while Belichick's still coaching. And then after that, it's just a crapshoot. It's just like any other team that you kind of don't. You have every a good goodest chance of anybody else. They'll get better some year for for a stretch of five years, and they'll be terrible for five years, and they'll get better, and they'll be t- just like every other team. It'll ebb and flow, ebb and flow. It won't be the sta- standard of success. I mean, I expect them to win. I expect them to win one in the next twenty five years. That's what I'm going to say. So I guess that'd be a disagreement, but I will expect them to win at least one in the next twenty five years. No more than two. Um, that's my so you're saying that you're saying that we won't discover new elements in the next 25 years. I don't think they'll be making Super Bowl rings out of them. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, Cam. This is such a strange take that I, I don't know. I mean, I'll say I disagree. I'll say I disagree. Uh, Tucker? Well, back, to back, back to back ways to take through the year. Had to include one. This is a wasted one. Oh, wasted is take of the year. Okay. Wasted is take. Wasted taker of the year, or is that just taker of the year? It's what, the most wastedest take. Wasted taker of the year, today. of which I am currently the winner of and lead, leading the polls, going for back-to-back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Cam, all right, so I got a little semantic for you. So are you talking it had, it's like a new element, like, like an atomic number we don't have now? Again, we're getting science on you. Or, or do you just mean like Mars dirt? This is not very well thought out. <laughs> no, it's very well thought out. I'm talking like we're going to start exploring outer space and planets more. And we're going to find something pretty that we don't have here. And they're going to bring it back. It's going to be very expensive. And the NFL is a successful league with a lot of money. And they're going to be able to afford it. And they're going to put in the support rates. All right, so that's just, like, not possible. <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> um, if it was, like, um, some uh, space diamond that is only made in space, then I could get behind it. But uh, not, like, a new element that we don't know. Sorry to get too sciencey on not, not necessarily an element, but, yeah, space diamond that is only made in space. I'll so, I, well, I need to get – I need to get – need to get it right. I'm just saying something that exists outside of Earth is going to be in correct. The ring. So if okay. they find that's, if they find platinum on Mars, they'll make the bands out of the Mars platinum instead of the Earth platinum. Is what he's is saying. that is, is that is that, that That's what he's yeah. That's what he's saying. That's what, that counts. Yeah. Right, if, if, okay. If that classifies. All right. Then what are we getting to Mars and bringing back stuff? I don't know. The next time okay. I think is when the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, Fifty so years. Kind of, I say at least at least a lot of years. So uh, the Patriots aren't looking too hot, but I don't know if it's, I don't know if football is going to be around like we know it in, in two hundred years. So I'm going to say no. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's well, true. Well, there probably won't be an NFL anymore. Done. So I'm going to stop you right at the start because through God, all things are possible. So um, Shot that bad one, take man. off the bat. Um, and number two, hear me out. Elon Musk, I feel like, is going to get into football at some point. He's either going to buy a team or, like, be a part of the league or do something. And he's going to want some spaceship in the uh, ring. So this could be, like, something that I feel like could happen in the next five to ten years. Because 
another like thing. Elon Musk is what? Interest. I mean, Elon Musk is an interest in everything and anything and everything. He seems right like now. a sporty guy. So I feel like at one point he's gonna be like, you know what? Maybe I'll buy a football team for fun or something like that. Or Jeff Bezos, who has his own space company. You're you're gonna side take. To... Wait, side take. The next time the Pats win the Super Bowl, it'll be played in space. <laughs> I was going to say, Elon Musk is going to have a team that plays on Mars. <laughs> Imagine like a road game and you have to take a spaceship. That would be awesome. Let's hope that happens. You just, you just get in the tube that shoots you right to it in like three seconds. Michael, Michael Strahan did go to space, football player. So, there is connection. So, Tucker, you, why you agree why with the take? Rocks in the in the rings? Yeah. Um... I think it's possible due to the fact that I believe that could happen in the next five to ten years. All right. I just feel like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are going to get their hands all, all over it since, you know, uh, Amazon's already got, like, a football uh, channel. Like, they're now Thursday Night Football is now Amazon. Amazon has uh, a Amazon football channel. Amazon Origin, which is like a space company. Mars are going to be in rings. Yeah, I don't see why not. Sure. I like it. But, right. you know, um, I think it's absolutely possible in the near future. So, yeah, I think it could happen. All righty. Uh, I like that take, Cam. It's a good take. Who's next? I'll go. All right. Um, couldn't come up with a take this week. Sat down in this chair about 10 minutes before the podcast. Came up with one. Um, now, my one concern is I think it might be similar to a take Cam gave at the beginning of the last football season but I'm not sure. So Baker Mayfield right now doesn't have a team. Um, He's sitting on the bench for the Browns. He's going to waste away there. They say they don't know if they're going to move him yet. Um, The only places I could see him going are the Panthers and maybe the Falcons, but the Falcons have a high pick. They're they're projected to take Malik Willis at this point in time. I said said Texans. Texans, yeah. But like I said, I thought that deal would have got done. I think they want to roll with Mills. Um, I think he's going to sit the year on the bench for the Browns. He will get after that. He'll get released and he will never start another NFL game. Um, I think he is a mediocre quarterback as it is. Um, and taking a year off is never good for any quarterback as our listeners know from voting on cams poll. Um, taking a year off as a quarterback, never a good idea, especially when you're a mediocre one. So he's going to sit the bench, get worse miss a year of NFL action, and at the end of the day, he will not be good enough to win another starting job in the league. Uh, we have seen the last of Baker Mayfield as a starting quarterback in this league. That's the take. I'm going to get into this. I super disagree. Uh, purely based on the fact that uh, there's injuries in football. And when, I mean, there's going to be a playoff contender that loses their QB, and when you're looking at best QBs without a job, he's number one on the list. I can't think of anyone that I'd put above him. Jimmy. So I think he probably gets shipped off during the season. I put Jimmy on the top of that list. But you have to swallow his contract if you take him, and it's a big one. He's still on his rookie. Is he still on his rookie deal? No, I don't think so. I think he's he got an extension. He's got like eight. I think he's eighteen million a year or something like that. Eighteen million. I mean, that's not hit. big. That's not a big like uh, QB as far as QB deals go. It's not huge at all. I guess not. I mean, there's been no talk about him, and they're saying that they don't know what they're going to do with him, and they, they don't see a, a path of trading him right now. So, I mean, I... I mean, I just think what they're willing, if, you know, if everything with Deshaun goes well, and, like, you know, 
he doesn't rape anyone else in Cleveland. Um, I think they'll probably drop what they're willing to trade him for. I think that'll be the biggest thing. All right, Cam. Uh, um, currently, I'm trying to look for if I did say this. I don't think I. I did. thought you said after always... his injury that Case Keenum would come in, lead them to the playoffs, and he would never start again. Yeah, I'm gonna look for it. Um, but I agree. Uh, actually, no, I disagree. Damn it. All right. <laughs> the reason I think he will start again, two things. One, from what I've read, is they're trying to keep him because Deshaun's probably going to be suspended like four to six games. So they're trying to keep him so that he can start when Deshaun can't. Um, I don't think they will do that. He already wants to get out. Um, but if he does get out, I think he does go to a team like the Texans or the Falcons where he can compete for a job. And even if he doesn't get the job, injuries happen all the time. Um, so I think he'll, he will start another game. If I can go back and find the take where I did say he won't, then I'll, I'll recant. No, you know what I think I said? I think I said, um, Carson Wentz won't start another game. Maybe. After his yeah. Game. Yeah. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm looking right now. Dylan, any thoughts? Um, now I, I said what Cam definitely said that Case Keenum was going to win a playoff game for the Browns. He definitely said that, but I don't think the second half was said. Okay. I got it. Just, just so you know. It was Carson um, Wentz will start one game this year and suffer an, an injury resulting in him missing the season. So really not even close to what I thought, but sorry about that. Got my, got my takes crossed. Go ahead though. Um. So we're we're still talking about Baker Mayfield. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I feel like feel like teams are teams are uh, not. You know, teams don't have great quarterbacks. There's teams in the league, right, that don't have great quarterbacks, and they're gonna gravitate towards a guy that has had success. So I could see him being a starter. Um on a team, you know, I don't think it's the the end of his starting role in his career. Because, um, you know, he's injured. He he will, you know, get healed. And like Cam said, he'll probably stay on the Browns here. But I think they're ultimately done with him. training for the Boston Marathon. So I would say that he uh, will end up going somewhere else probably after next year um, and start. Alrighty. That's what I see. Who is next? Uh, I can go. Guess what, guys? I'm back on the Carson Wentz train. Believe it or not, yet again, I am back on Carson Wentz. I'm looking at the NFC East, and um, uh, I'm looking at it. The the uh, Cowboys got worse this year. Across the board, worst team. And then on top of that, the Giants still suck. Did they make any moves? The Giants? Um, yeah. They, 
they did. Their offensive line is pretty much brand new. Uh, they brought in a lot of Bills players, and they're night and day from last year, at least based on stats and grades and stuff. So, yes, they have. And the Giants are still the Giants. I don't think they make the playoffs this year. No offense, Cam. And uh, the Eagles didn't really do anything to improve. They're kind of just depending on Jalen Hurts, who I don't think is legit. So I think that the Washington Redskins, Washington football team, the Washington Commanders were in the playoff hunt last year with Taylor Heineke, a quarterback. You bring in a guy like Carson Wentz, a veteran, I think this team's better this year, and I think they make the playoffs. So Carson Wentz will lead the Washington Commanders to their first ever playoffs as the Washington Commanders. I disagree. I think the Cowboys are still a good team. Um, yes, I think they've gotten worse, but I don't. I think. I just think the Commanders are so poorly run. I think Carson Wentz is a broken man. A broken quarterback. He's he's not going to make that team any. I I thought you were a Heineke guy. I'd rather have Heineke playing. Um, I don't see it. I think the I I know I'm a kind of a Cowboys hawk on this show, and I always am high on them. But I just I think that they are a great regular season team, and then things go south in the playoffs, obviously. But I think the Cowboys will still be there. Um, I think the Giants and the Eagles, for that matter, have a better chance of winning this with this division than. The commanders do. Okay, I'm sure division. So, what do you think? Absolutely not. I think they're going to be the worst team in the division. I hate Carson Wentz. I think he's going into a way worse situation. Couldn't make the playoffs with the Colts with the best running back in the league, um, one of the best offensive lines. Their defense was stellar. Wide receiving core not great. I'll give you that, but. The Redskins are, sorry, Commanders are not going to be any better. Yeah, they play in the NFC East, which is historically just not great in the past few years, but absolutely not. They're going to be a 6 win team. Yeah, so I mean, this, the, whatever we want to call them, are going to be better this year with Carson Wentz, that's for sure. Um, Will it make that much of a difference in this organization and winning games? I don't think so. I don't think it will make much difference. They'll probably be uh, maybe. I mean, they probably. I think they played a little bit better than their uh, potential this year, to be honest. Um, so I'll put them at about the same record. Nothing crazy. Um, now, as for the Carson Wentz hate, um, I kind of am getting a little bit more on board the Carson Wentz strain uh, just because I heard that earlier today, uh, I think it was the owner of the Colts was like, uh, the Carson Wentz era in Indianapolis was a terrible decision or something like that. They were just saying it's um, saying it was just a complete waste of time, basically. Um, and I don't fully agree with that. I mean, the guy played well well enough. I mean, the team did pretty good down the stretch this season. and Well, not, not the last two games, but um, kind of the middle of the season, I guess. But um, I don't know. I don't think they're – I don't think the Brown, or the 
what what are they called now? The commanders, the commander in chiefs are going to be that good this year because of Wentz. All right, not a lot of respect for the uh, commanders talk, but Dylan, you got to take this. I do. Um, buckle up. So the year is twenty twenty two, just about to start uh, the MLB season next week. Um, there's a lot of hype this year around some teams that haven't had a lot of hype in, in the past. Um, one team right now is, are the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays have always been in the shadow of the Red Sox and the Yankees in the AL East, and now they're basically in the shadow of the Red Sox, Yankees, and the Rays. Um, this year, they're making a splash with some acquisitions this offseason. Um, I don't want to go into it because that's not really the point. Uh, the point is, is that they've gotten a lot better and there's a lot of chatter about them, right? Uh, last season and the year before with the COVID season, they had to play their games, like not in Toronto, mostly. Uh, they had to play in some AAA team in Teams Field in Buffalo. And uh, they didn't get back to the Rogers Center until a little bit into the season last year, I believe. And they couldn't have fans, and traveling was a mess. Uh, this year, uh, they are like back to normal. Canada's, you know, back to normal it seems. So uh, the Blue Jays are looking on the up and up, and they think that uh, they're contenders this year for World Series. The last time the Blue Jays were contenders for a World Series uh, was 2013. I don't know if you remember, probably not, but 2013, the Blue Jays Jays did have Jose Bautista, but they also acquired um, names that I have here. Uh, They acquired um, Jose Reyes, Melky Cabrera, uh, Emilio Bonifacio, um, R.A. Dickey was just a Cy Young the year before. They picked up Mark Burley. This team was stacked at the time. Um, it, right before the season started, they were touted as being the number one uh, team in the in the league. They were Vegas odds, uh, highest odds to win the World Series. They came in fifth at the end of the year. Um, now they came in fifth this this year. Um, I don't. I think a similar situation is going to happen. I think they're going to be below 500 because whenever the Blue Jays have hype, they poop the bed. Um, baseball is played in America, not Canada, so they're going to be uh, below 500. Now, what else happened in 2013? The team that nobody thought was going to be good, the Red Sox, won the World Series. So, the take is the Red Sox will win the World Series this year, 2022, because the Blue Jays are going out farming people. And getting a lot of hype around them, so they're going to be bad, which means the Orioles are always bad. I already said last week the Yankees are going to be bad, so all they got to do is beat uh, the crummy team with a crappy field in Tropicana, that being the Rays. The Sox are winning the East, and they're going to make the World Series. They're going to win it. That's the take. I mean, this is bananas. You just took us on a journey. Um was 2013 really the last time that the Blue Jays were good? Like, weren't they good in, like, 2015? Didn't they make it into, like, the yeah, the, the, cha- the league championship series? Yeah. I, 
they won the division. Wait. I just looked it up. Yeah. But they weren't touted to be the best the, team in the division. Okay. At the beginning of the year. So, the Blue Jays? Yes, the Blue Jays. Okay. I thought you said 2013. He did. That's when they sucked. They came in fifth. But they had uh, the hype in 2013, is, okay. is what he's saying. Um... I see. Okay. I don't. I don't know what to make of it. Yes, I hope that the Red Sox win the World Series. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if they have the pitching for it. Um, I think the Rays. That's what they said in 2013. There was also a very, very big event in 2013 that kind of spurred that team to play over their head, uh, as was the case with the 2012 season where they came in last place, and then the 2014 season where they came in last place. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope it happens. I don't think it will. I don't think they will win the, the, the series this year, but I'm rooting rooting for them too. So as far as the Ray, the uh, Blue Jays go, I'll never take them seriously. Um, so I don't know what happened to Tucker. He, like, freaked out and slammed his computer shut, so he probably got a knock on his door. But Cam, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's enough – basis behind this take for it to really make sense other than you're a Red Sox fan and you hope they win. Uh, Yankees, I, I will agree with you. Yankees are not good. They are not looking good um, already. They didn't make any moves to, to be better in my opinion, but at the same time, it's very early. Season hasn't even started. So, All right, let, let me break it down like this game. Imagine okay. Imagine uh, the let's pick a team in the NFL. Imagine the Dolphins. The Dolphins are the Dolphins. The Dolphins are just like not great, right? But they go out and acquire a crap ton of players. Everybody thinks they're really good, but they're still the Dolphins. They're still going to stink, all right? So, in the eyes of the Patriots, right? If the Dolphins aren't very good, uh, or they don't play as well, even. There's so much hype behind them. And then uh, the Pats will, like, beat them out. That's what's going to happen with the Sox. Yeah, no. <laughs> Tucker. I, know, I tried to make something up, and I was confusing myself, so I just <laughs> wanted to stop talking. Tucker, how much of the take did you get? I missed a good amount of it. Can you get a brief synopsis? be the fourth time we went over it okay so the, in 2013 the blue jays were touted to be the best team in the league and they ended up sucking they came in fifth in the division all right this year it's the same thing happening the blue jays are touted to be like top content one of the top contenders this year just because of all the acquisitions they're making everything's going well for them they're playing at their home field this year they got better pitching this year blah 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 blah, blah, blah. um the take is they're going to be mediocre again uh because of all the hype around them, because they're the Blue Jays. And I also said last week that the, that the Yankees are coming in last and the Orioles are the Orioles. So, And the Red Sox are going to win the World Series this year because of those factors and the fact that they won in 2013 when this happened to the Blue Jays in 2013. That's the take. I like it, I guess. It's, it's a long-winded one. I mean, it ends good for us, so I'm happy. That's basically what I said. <laughs> All right. 
All right, let's get into some topics. Let's start with the freshest news first. Uh, Bruce Arians mo- moving into a front office role for the Buccaneers, a.k.a. he was fired. He was fired. I mean, he wasn't. We can fill in the blanks here of what Brady said to the Glazers at that soccer game. They said, Tom, what can we do to get you back? He said, I won't work with Bruce Arians anymore. I won't do it. You need to, he needs to be fired. And they say, well, Tom, if we fire him, that's so obvious. Like, we can't just fire him. Like, that'd be just showing that we're bending the knee to you. And that's bad for, bad for business. He says, yeah, I understand that. Move him somewhere else in the organization. And they said, done, done deal. We'll have him move to the front office. He'll be an assistant GM, despite never doing any GM work in his career. He'll be in it. What's that noise? I can't with the noise. Um, he'll be an assistant GM. We'll move, him to, we'll move him to the front office. You'll never have to deal with him again. We'll put in Todd Bowles as the head coach, who is the defensive mind, just like you had in New England. He'll handle the defense. You'll handle the offense. You wonder why um, Leftwich didn't get promoted. Because Brady doesn't like him either. He doesn't want any offensive guys get, getting getting the glow. Um, I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. I nailed this. Um, I knew it was a fake retirement from day one. Um, and it just, just proves it, that he, it was just a coup. And frankly, I mean, looking back on the whole New England thing where, you know, Brady basically gave the same ultimatum and they chose Bill. I'm glad they did. Um, I, I think, don't think this is good for the organization. Um, this will hurt them down the, down the road. Um, but I mean, overall, they're going to be better for it. Cause I think Arians was holding them back. Um, obviously you can't have the same thing with Brady and Belichick because it, you can't, you can't fire your GM and your coach at the same time, just for your aging quarterback. That's not how it's going to work, especially when the guy's been there for that many years. But just want your guys' reaction to this. I mean, do, do you think it was a firing? I think it was. Um, Tucker, you, you don't think so? I mean, a 69-year-old coach not – what, he's like the second oldest coach in the NFL right now? I don't know. I but he, so. had said, he, had, he had said in the er, earlier in this year that he was still wanted to coach. He had said otherwise. That he didn't plan on retiring or anything like that. All right, then. I mean, I can see it kind of being like a. I guess. Um, I mean, I think is a bit. If it is, it's kind of Brady being a drama queen. Yep. I mean, Brady like they don't win the Super Bowl one year, and it's just it's everyone else's fault besides me. We need to get the coach out of here, even though in his first year as a player there, he won the Super Bowl, but somehow the coach is terrible. Um. Yeah, I mean, sure, sure. I mean, I guess it's a fire. If it's a fi- if it's a firing and not just a move to the front office, I'm surprised only in the fact that like they decided to move him to the front office. I think I would think they just fire him. Like, why give him a different position if you're letting go of him? Because of I that. think I mean, I guess you can say it's because they didn't want to look like they bent the knee to Brady. Yes. That's all I uh, All right. I mean, yeah, you can't yeah, fire. It. It's similar. We talked about the Brad Stevens thing last week. They couldn't fire Brad Stevens because he was winning, like Bruce Aarons was winning. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, he was a good coach due to his record. But at the same time, the, the players didn't respect him. 
aka Brady didn't respect Arians, and they said, all right, let's move him to the front office and find somebody that that the players like. And that's basically what they're doing here. They're moving him to the front office and they're putting in someone that Brady, the only players that matters, likes. I mean, they stunk when Arians was there before Brady. Uh, like, it's not like, you know, he Brady was the difference. He's the guy. He's just like he was in New England. He was the difference. So, yeah, I was going to I was going to make that point right? is the fact that it was probably Brady. It was Brady. The fact that they won a Super Bowl and made the playoffs last year, won a game. But you can't fire a guy because at the end of the day, he like he was the coach. He does have a ring. Um, and then I was also going to compare it to the Brad Stevens thing. I don't think it's to that extent. I think the players like Brad Stevens more than Brady likes Arians. But at the end of the day, Brady brought him a ring, and whatever he says goes. So I, I don't necessarily think it was a firing, but I think if Brady wasn't there, he, he would be fired, if that makes sense. Um, Dylan, what do you think about this? Um, yeah, th- this is an interesting one, because like Cam said, if, if Brady wasn't there, I don't think Arians, well, I don't know. It's hard to say if he uh, would have just stepped down after not winning for however many years of being a coach. Because Brady did win that championship one. So, um, is it Brady's doing? It's. I mean, obviously we have no idea. Um, it sure would fit Trey's narrative, and I'd like it to happen just because of this is what we've speculated. Um, I, but I wouldn't put it past Brady to you know, speak his mind on not liking a coach. And I wouldn't put it past an organization to be like, we're going to go with Brady here. Um, so I think it's possible. Um, it's kind of like uh, what happened in New England, except the other way around, right? So maybe uh, Tampa Bay's like, you know what? We're just going to go with what he says and we'll see what happens. Um, it's like a win-win for them. So, um yeah, I can see it being a- So I I did say that I'm glad that New England chose Belichick over Brady. But at the same time, if we had Brady here and they had let go of Belichick, we might be better off than we are right now. We might be worse off. We might be we'd probably still be winning at a higher level. We probably could still compete in this division. Um it's just interesting that the, you, you have the two situations now where first they chose, you know, New England chose the coach and then Tampa chose the player. Um, I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's interesting. And I think I drilled this. I mean, this is going to be up for take of the year for me if, if I don't come up with anything better. But uh, anybody else, else got anything on it before we move on? Yeah, I'll give you props. Thanks, to do that. Thanks but, bro. Yeah, you definitely know this one. Uh, Dylan, you're frozen, just by the way, if you didn't know. Um, all right. So big news broke after we recorded last week. It might have been the day after. I think it was the day after we recorded. Tyreek Hill goes from Kansas City to Miami um, due to a cap issue. So we keep saying cap's fake. But I think I said before the pod, if you want to get paid – or no, I did say to the top of the pod. If you want to pay your quarterback – this. You know, record-breaking numbers, you can't have your receivers asking for record-breaking numbers. So it's real in that sense. But 
how much better does this make Miami? Um, and are they a legitimate competitor in the AFC? Uh, I think this makes them the second best team in the division right now, along with all the other, uh, not, not just this signing, but what they've done this offseason. Uh, Teron Armstead is, I think, a huge signing that is not being talked about a lot with the, with the Wake of the Hill one. Um, I don't really know what they've done on defense, but they've given Mike McDaniel the tools for success, and it's just going to be on Tua now. You're gonna have to, you're, we're, gonna, we're now going to know if Tua's really bad or not. But I do think this jump this jumps the Patriots. They're the second best team in the division now behind the Bills. Um, they have a lethal passing attack um, with Waddle, Gasicki, and Hill. Um, and I I think that I mean they've beaten the Patriots three out of four times over the past two years, and two is three and zero against New England. So I think this certainly puts them in a better position, especially with the lack of. Uh, cornerback talent on the Patriots. I know they brought back Malcolm Butler, but he's pl- he hasn't played in a year and he wasn't very good when he left New England. So, uh, but I, I still, I think that this, this catapults them, but it's all going to rely on Tua. And if Tua can't get it done next year, you might see some serious movement. I think Brady will uh, want to go there after his contracts up in Tampa after this year, he'll want to go to Miami. Um, Cam, your, your thoughts on the Hill, the, the Hill signing trade, whatever it was. Um, yeah, it's hard to mute out if you didn't already. Um, oh, one more thing. I do not think they're uh, a legitimate competitor for the AFC. I don't think that they are good. I don't think Tua is ready. I don't know if their defense is good enough to be an AFC contender. I think they are a contender for the AFC East, but I think they're still well below the Bills there. So go ahead, Cam. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, like you said, it's all going to come down to Tua. They also have Teddy now, which he'll probably play a couple games once Tua gets injured. Um, I don't think they're a contender, honestly. Definitely brought in uh, talent with Hill, Armstead, and then defensively, I don't think they've lost anybody, and their defense was pretty good last year. I just don't think Tua, I've said from the beginning, I don't think he's the guy, and I don't think he's going to be the guy. And now they don't have Flores anymore, who I thought was a great head coach. Um, Yeah, I don't know. The AFC is so tough, and we talk about it so much on this show. But when you think of the AFC, you automatically go to the quarterback position. And... I really just don't think Tua is the guy. I I could see them. I don't even think they're going to be competing for the AFC East, to be honest. I think they're a 10-7 and 7 team at best still. I don't know if Tua can make those throws with Tyree. I don't know if... Uh, I don't know. The Dolphins are going to be uh, kind of an anomaly. I don't, I don't know what to think of them right now. Like you said, it's all going to come down to quarterback play. Um, Rank them in the East, gonna, Cam. Where do you put them in the East? Two or three? I'm going to say... I'll say two, just because I've been high on the Dolphins, and they did get better. But I still think it's a it's a 9-18, 10-17. I, I don't think they're going to be anything special, especially in the AFC, which is going to be super competitive. I don't see them as a playoff team. 
Uh, Dylan, you got your hand raised. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, I don't know what happened. All the lights in, the, in my house flickered, and then I lost the internet, but I'm, I'm back. So, uh, what did I miss? Just Tyreek Hill talk? Yeah, talking about Tyreek Hill, does it make the Dolphins a competitor for the division and for the AFC? I said it makes them the number two team. I don't necessarily think that they uh, can beat the Bills, but and I don't think they're a contender to go to the Super Bowl for the AFC. Yeah, I think I think 99% of people would agree with that. Um, Tyreek Hill makes that team more dynamic for sure. Um, the thing the, the Dolphins, they just don't have they just don't have anything that really puts them um, ahead of other teams. You know that they, they were good last year. They've got a great uh, the receiving core. The well, I was about to say the addition of Hill kind of puts them in the category of like, all right, they have a good receiving core as compared to the matchup that they're against more often than not. It, um, which is like the first time that I, that I can remember that being the case for the Dolphins. They've never had a run game ever. Their quarterback situation is, you know, they've never been. Um, fantastic. The wide receiver core has been like the most okay thing for them, and their their defense has gotten better. But with the addition of Phil, definitely makes them more dynamic. That's for sure. I put them, I put them at two as well. Um, but it's funny because I I see the Patriots having, um, I see I see the this is weird. I see the the Dolphins having the ability to win the games that they should and lose the games that they should lose to. I see the Patriots as losing a few games that they should win, but winning some games that they should lose. And I could see that evening out in records for the both teams. So I think it'll be close uh, for uh, the Pats and the Dolphins, if that makes any sense. Um, let me just say before we get to Tucker – because you'll probably like this, but I think this is exactly what you should do when you have a young quarterback. Put a bunch of talent around him to make his development into a franchise guy that much easier, which is what the exact opposite of what the Patriots are doing. I mean, the Bills, I would agree, the, the Dolphins drafted a receiver high for him. Patriots won't do that. Um, and they went out and got the best a top three receiver in the league for him uh, just to make his life that much easier. And New England, meanwhile, might actually have a guy that can play, and they're like, well, we'll just stick the trash around and make his life harder, you know. And So, just my thought. When you have a young guy like that, and you you expect him to be the franchise, and you spent a high pick on him, put as much effort as you can into making his life easier to, to, make, to develop him into a better quarterback. Tucker, what do you think of the Hill thing, and do you think it makes them better than the Patriots, or, or a contender? So... I have a hot take on this. I think this was a terrible contract for the Dolphins. And if anything, like lowered their chances of being able to contend with this because their receiving core was the one thing that was already good about the Dolphins. I mean, they had Jalen Waddle, who's a budding star, who's now being brought down to a number two guy. You have... Devontae Parker, who was actually a stud for a good amount of time. You have Mike Kosicki. And it's just, that was the one thing that's wrong with your team when you throw $30 million a year at a wide receiver. I just, I don't understand that move when you have 
gaping holes in your team. To, to you know, two, two reasons. One, if the best wide receiver, arguably in the league, wants to go to your team, you don't say no. We don't want you. Number one. Number two. You can never have too many good wide receivers. In For the highest wide receiver contract of all time, you might. If you can afford I, it. That, that's my problem with it. Yeah. Is that, I mean, I know we go down the cap is fake kind of route a lot, but you also I mean, have... it was just better. I feel like there was better ways to throw that money around. I feel like there was defensive ways they sh- should have thrown. They probably could have gotten a couple of defensive guys. But I think the wide receiver core was honestly really good and on the up and up. I think Jalen Waddle is going to be a star, and I think Look, I don't I don't disagree with you, but you also I think are putting too much merit into the thinking of uh, we're trying to build a championship team, whereas you know a lot of decisions that are made in front office are uh, like you know business. So I think bringing yeah, in yeah, I mean I guess it's like you get what you can take great. too, and you yeah exactly. It, at the end of the day, is the team better? Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, no, the team's better. I just I just feel like the money could have been better utilized in other places on that I would roster. Agree. I just like for a team like the Jets, throwing thirty million at Tyreek's the best thing in the world for that team where you don't have a wide receiver number one. You're a young team that needs like a star like that on it. And you got like a large you know, you got the large arm and Zach Wilson, but you got a guy is to us like a super Strong-armed quarterback. I, I I don't know, but I feel like his skill set and Tyreek's skill set don't exactly match well, up. Okay, so here's the thing: I've heard that before. Tyreek's not a guy you have to bomb it down the field to. That's that's yeah. That's yeah, how no, they he play. Can he can get open over the middle and take it all the way. That's that's why yeah, he's I'm so sure valuable. Mike, and I actually like Mike McDaniel. What's his name? Mike, Mike uh, McDaniel. Yeah. Yeah, and I like him. I think that they'll probably find a good way to utilize him. I just I feel like that defense needs a lot of help, and that's where that money should have gone to is developing a defense over there. Well, Cam, you said their defense was good last year, no? Yeah, no, their defense is good. Um, no, really? Yeah, defensive backfield especially. They have some studs. Um, and then they drafted who's the guy from Miami? Dolphins. Then Rousseau. Yeah, I was gonna. I was no, thinking so into the Bills, <laughs> but I couldn't think of something. No, the, there were two guys from Miami. Anyway, oh, I don't know Jalen Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips. Yeah, that's yeah. Who it is. And he was better than Rousseau. He actually had like a really good rookie year. Um, no, their defense is fine, and a lot of that has to do with Brian Flores too. So I don't know what it's going to be next year, and that's what kind of ultimately. They're right in the middle of the pack. I'm looking at. So yeah, they weren't they weren't a bad defensive team, but they weren't particularly good. I don't know. I just I really like Jalen Waddle and Mike Kosicki, so I feel like that's where a lot of my bias is coming from because I thought those guys were going to be stars. Yeah, I get that. I mean, they tagged Kosicki too. They tagged him, so they loved him. Yeah, and no, no, and I, I like that they kept him, but I don't know. I just feel like the money could have been better utilized. But as for where they are versus the Patriots, I have no idea purely because I haven't seen what Mike McDaniels is as head coach. I mean, I think you go down the Sean McVay route, or I think you go down like I don't know, just like 
he's one of those young guys that everyone wants right now. And maybe he's a trash head coach. He doesn't seem like a, I don't know, he just, he's goofy. Which, maybe he's a genius and just a goofball, but I could also see him just not being great. I'd rather yeah, have Brian Flores. There's a lot of question marks around that team. I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, Alright, let's move on. Uh, we haven't done a lot of NBA talk on this show during this NBA season. Let's get into it a little bit. Um, let's talk about the oldest rivalry in the sport. Celtics and the Lakers. We'll start with the Celtics. Celtics are a wagon right now. And I hand up, will tell you, I'll tell anyone, did not believe in this team at the beginning of the season. I even know this biggest Celtics fan I knew told me this team stinks in the beginning of the season. They, they were playing awful. They weren't playing together. They weren't motivated. They were, you know, going out and partying and like being really low energy at practices from, from the reports. Um, but the man, have they turned it around and they are wagon. They are now, are they still tied for first right now? I know they're playing cams, Miami heat. Three. Um, oh, they're third, they're third in the East. Yeah. But it's like half. The yeah. So season. they're losing right now to the heat. Doesn't look good. They're down, uh, six, two minutes. So yeah, that's the one thing I want to touch on. Obviously they're a wagon and this is how I expected them to play for two years now. I expected Jalen Brown to play at this level. I expected Jason Tatum. I know they were young, but the you, the way you listen to the media in Boston, they, they are it's like these two guys are the next coming of Christ. I'm glad that they're playing well, and I'm I expect them to play this well. Like I, I this is what I expect. I, maybe I don't expect them to be this good even, but I still expected them to be you know contending for a top seed in the conference every year, and it just seemed like inconsistency. They would show it where they could play really well together, and then they would would fall off. But now they've kept it consistent and worked on it, and they're right there. Now, obviously, the big thing is Rob Williams, um, their center, who's been really a breakout guy this year, um, has torn his meniscus, had surgery. He's going to be four to six weeks, which actually isn't terrible. Probably not going to have until the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. But I think they can still, they can still play. I mean, they're hanging with the heat right now without him. Um, so I'm excited and I'm excited to watch them in the playoffs. I'm excited to keep watching them. Like I said, last week, I've watched more basketball these past couple months than I have in a long time, but, uh, definitely, definitely excited that they're playing well. And I just hope they can continue. I mean, Jason Tatum is turning into the player that I expected him to be. And he's, you know, competing for an MVP this year. I expect that to continue. Um, the next thing after this will be, can they win a championship? And if they can, where do they go from there? Do the, you know, the, the killer the Jays break up. Does Brown go somewhere else? Do you trade him for picks? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I'm, I'm, I feel like this team can win a championship. Maybe this year won't be the, this this year because the injuries. Um, but I think that they can. And one one other thing I is can... they've had injuries to this team every year for the past eight years. It's been crazy. Since 2017, they've had major injuries that have derailed their season. Um, and I hope this one th- doesn't. But uh, Cam, you you brought them up. You wanted to talk about them. Yeah, I can jump in here. Um, I think I've said it before on the pod. I'm not a Celtics hater by any means. Um, I'm kind of indifferent. But I said it in the chat. I said, let it be put on record. The Celtics are a wagon. And I haven't watched anything. But I've seen highlights, stats, uh, scores. And they're playing really well. Every year, it seems, and Trey, you harp on this the most, I think. Every year, it seems that they just kind of run the course. They get that three or four seed, and 
Jason Tatum's really good, but he's, I mean, he's stepped it up and he's finally not that third team Eastern Conference all star. Um, like you said, he's in the MVP race. I looked at it today. I think he's fourth right now based on media votes. Um, if, if Rob is going to be back in the second round, I don't think they'll have any problem. I think the East is kind of weak this year. Um, the Bucks are, are still good. The Heat, when I saw them play, the problem I have with it is they don't have a star. Jimmy's, Jimmy's good. Hero comes off the bench, and he's good. But they don't have that guy like Tatum. Not even the guy like Brown, to be honest. Um, so I think that's going to be a key for them. I don't see the Heat, to be completely honest, being a contender, really. They they play team ball, but they just had that uh, scuffle. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, oh, the yeah, West with the Eric Spolster thing? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, yeah, I, I honestly don't think that they're going to be really that big of a contender. Um and then there's the Nets, who right now have a play-in game. They just got Kyrie back for home games. If Ben Simmons starts playing, that could be good. But, yeah, in terms, I mean, the Celtics are not the team that I've watched in the past few years who make it into the second round and lose or make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose. I think they're, between them and the Bucks, coming from a Heat fan, between them and the Bucks are the best two teams in the East. Well, your Heat are about to beat them, but uh, Tucker, you've never been low on the Celtics. Um, what do you think now that they are really competing for a one seed? Um, they need to get out of the first round, is my thoughts, uh, honestly. I think because it's reported that Rob Williams is probably going to miss the first round with his injury, and he'll be back round two, hopefully. Uh, it depends on how much of Rob Williams can you get back because honestly this team's so good because of their team defense right now and Rob Williams is like a defensive player of the year type of candidate so if you can get Rob Williams back and healthy I think that they have every right to compete for a title and just as much of a chance as anyone does if they can't get him back in time I'm just worried about the first round honestly where they're having to play without him. You know, it's a rookie head coach. It doesn't know the team too well, having to redefine the team without their starting center. So I'm a little bit nervous right now. Um, but overall, I think this team has all the ability in the world to compete for a championship when fully healthy. It's just about getting fully healthy at the right time. Yeah, I think your thoughts are similar to mine. Yeah, I mean, we've said this many, many a times about the Celtics. At some point in a player's career, they have to take the step from being a good young guy to being a veteran star that could carry a team to a championship. Like, you, you can't just be labeled as, you know, well, they're still young or their time's coming. At some point, you have to actually prove it. Um, in Boston especially, um, if you're not that guy, then we usually move on. I'm happy the Celtics stuck with um, some of the players that they did uh, because it's it seems to be paying off now. Um, it, it may have been a couple years, like Trey said, a little bit late than what was expected, but 
you know, we as fans, you can you can deal with that. That's for sure. Um, but so I'm happy for the Celtics. I've actually watched a little bit this year as opposed to other years, just because I've heard good things about them. Um, and as for the Lakers, like I said, not good. Yeah. So let's touch on them. Um, I really don't have much to say. Um, other than if you look at LeBron James's speed, you'd think they're having the best season ever because he's bragging about everything he does every two seconds. But Tucker did send us a, a, uh, article that, or a tweet that I did actually see on Twitter as well, or was it a TikTok? I don't remember, but, um, the social media team, whenever they tweet out a loss, it's never a picture of LeBron. He's just a coward. I couldn't be more happy that this team stinks. So Their championship is a fraud, by the way. That championship should not count. It's a fake championship. I hate this team. I hate LeBron. So they can all suck one. Tucker, go ahead. So update. They haven't shown LeBron, Westbrook, or AD in a losing graphic. No, they just they showed Westbrook last night. Well, well, and that's the first time they've showed any of those three. Time. What do you mean, show, show them in what? So, like, it. every team in, like, professional sports tweets out the final score, and if they lose, they just usually say final, and they tweet out a graphic of the score. And it's usually accompanied <laughs> by a player, and it wasn't yeah. any of the three-star players ever, except for last night, apparently. Wow. After a loss. After a loss, yes. <laughs> that's funny. Um, uh, Cam, any thoughts on the Lakers? Yeah, shout out Dill. Uh, he called this one. I remember being adamantly the opposite of what you said. I thought they were going to be great. I thought this was going to be the old guys finally making a run. I still think they could if they do make the playoffs, which right now they're not going to, which is hilarious. Um, but I'm all on board for them stinking for the rest of the season. I don't care anymore. I think it's going to be funny. Um, I don't know what LeBron's going to say, what his excuse is going to be, but I do not want them in the playoffs. I was taking care of my kids all year. I can't be focused on basketball and my kids at the same time. It's pivot a year for my son. He's in high school. Uh, I, uh, well, no, well, you can't really throw that because LeBron's having like an all-time year right now. Wham, 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 wham. It's well, all about me. You can't really it's LeBron's fault when he's averaging like 28-9-7. Yeah, it's all like about me. He doesn't care about winning. He cares about his numbers and his blah, 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 blah. His image. This is, the, this is actually the perfect opportunity for uh, a player. It doesn't have to be LeBron, but just for a player to a, a tremendous skill to pad the stats. Your team is crap. Take the ball every single time and just rack up the points. I mean, if that's what he's doing, then, I mean, I guess good for him. But uh, it comes down to winning basketball games, and they're clearly not. Um, I don't have anything against LeBron as like um, as a competitor in that like. I think oh, I have problems with him as a competitor. I have problems. No, no, I don't no, have I, problems I, with him as a person. I have problems no, with him as a competitor. No, I wasn't done. I was, as a competitor in terms of um, trying to win the game. I really don't think that he's actively trying to lose games, but he's actively trying to promote himself. Uh, and that could be at the team's expense. So I don't have, like, he's extremely competitive, but it's like, there's times where it's like I'm competitive for my own sake as opposed to the team. All right, let's move from professional basketball to college. Um, we are down to four. 
Duke, North Carolina. First time they've ever met. Tucker, that's going to be a big game for you. And uh, Villanova, Kansas. Um, just to update everybody on the boyfriend, girlfriend, mother uh, pool. Cam is in first. I am in second. Uh, Linnea is in third. Tucker is in fourth. Christina is in fifth. Dylan is in sixth. Lindsay is in seventh. And Jackie, last year's championship, is dead last. Um, and leading our fan fan vote, fan poll, whatever, whatever, pool, fan pool, is, I believe, John Fontaine, I'm told. So, um, yeah, just want to get you guys' thoughts. I mean, Duke, North Carolina will be a cool game to watch. Uh, St. Peter's, it was a cool, cool run. Obviously, they were never going to win it. Um, but just your, your thoughts on the tournament so far and the games coming up, Tucker, I'll let you go because your team is, is in it against your biggest rival with a chance to retire so, Coach K. Have you heard of my bet I also have on this game? Yeah, the, you told us about your future for, for UNC. I, so, yeah, so this is like game of my life kind of going on right now. Um, I placed a $20 bet at 75 to 1 odds for UNC to win the national title. So I have $1,500 riding on UNC. I did it as like a just, you know, I was like, you know what? That's my team. I'll always, I'll always root for them. So I put a, like a little bet on them. Did not expect this at all. Honestly thought they were going to lose to Marquette. But they're a wagon. Um, they beat them before in a must-win game for Coach K on senior night. At Duke, they beat them. They have every ability to do it. Baycott's one of the best players in the country right now, and what's I can't remember their other big dude's name, but he's been falling out. The the white guy. Yeah, the white guy's been posed for me. What? Um, but the white dude's been falling out in the first two games. He was averaging like twenty-seven points per game, even with an ejection in the middle of one. But this team is good. And honestly, I was nervous about the St. Peter's. I'm like, does this, does this team legit, like, will they crumble under the pressure of, like, you know, just, like, making the Elite Eight? Blew them out. It wasn't even close, which made me even more confident. I got all the belief in this team. I think they can compete with any team in the country, including Duke. Uh, Cam, it's been an exciting tournament so far. How, how have you liked it? I have loved it. Big loser for... Me saying there's not going to be any upsets. Um, St. Peter's was electric. I bet on them money line against Purdue. Big winner. Um, wow. Um, but going to the brackets, as of now, me and Linnea are the only ones that could win it. If Villanova wins, and then Duke loses, Linnea wins. If Villanova wins and Duke wins, and then Villanova beats Duke, Linnea wins. If Kansas wins, doesn't matter the other game, uh, I win. So I think my take of not watching basketball this year, not knowing as much about it, obviously paid off. What um, percentile are you at? Not great. I'm in second. Uh, How can I not win? I'm in second. Because, yeah, but we have the same championship. Final score. 
No, but I, I have more points. Oh. Damn it. Anyway, um, <laughs> I have more points. 96th percentile. Um, I'm 91st. Yeah, no, I, I love this tournament. Um, even though UNC's an eight seed, they always have a shot in it. And they've been saying, like, it's a blue blood Final Four, which I don't really know what that means, but essentially it's just teams that historically are really good. I'm excited for it. Um, Duke UNC, it just had to be that. The script was written. Coach K versus UNC. Um, I think Duke takes it just because it is his last year. And I did say the take that yeah. his last year. Cam, if they win this, if they win this game, it puts a lot of credence to your take to take Team of Destiny. So far, so, far, so good. Um, but yeah, I've been loving it. I'm excited. Saturday is going to be a big day. Dill, March Madness talk. You got anything? Yeah. So I was in first uh, after the first two rounds, I believe, and I was looking pretty hot. Um, and then just things went went very downhill for me. Which is funny because I'm in sixth out of eight, I think, in our in our bracket, um, and I'm like sixty low sixties percentile. So all things considering, I'd say we're doing a pretty good job as a waste of takes uh, cast and significant others and mothers. Um, so I just shout out to everybody. I mean, these aren't half bad brackets. Um, there's a lot of a lot of craziness this year. Um, actually, Cam, not only are you a loser, but this is the most amount of upsets that there has been ever. So, uh, shout out! To, I'm surprised. To I, take. I'm surprised uh, Duke didn't lose in the first round. And uh, so, as I mean, I've watched UNC play probably probably the most out of any other team. It just happens to fall like turn on the TV as they're playing. Um, and apparently they are playing differently than they did during the regular season. Tucker brought this up to me at the bar the other day. Um, the, the manic kid, who was the other big that Tucker Luke manic. That's it. He, uh, he like didn't play in the regular season and he's now averaging like over 20 a game and just like, he's banging threes from the corners or just like being a big post guy at the same time. So like, they have a different dynamic. Um, it's hard to beat t- uh, the same team twice, like we always say. Uh, UNC beating Duke would be the second time this year in a big spot. Uh, but it seems like they're playing a little bit differently. Uh, so that could bode well for them. I think that makes this matchup really even. Um, so, I don't know. It's uh, it's a toss-up. It's hard. It's a hard one to put money on. You don't really know. Sometimes you just got to flip a coin and, and say whatever. So Duke that's probably what I'll do. Um, as for Kansas Villanova, um, I've always picked Kansas to win the national championship, but despite that this year and actually last year, I didn't. So I guess two years out of me doing these brackets, I, I didn't pick Kansas. Um, so I hope they don't win because that'd be really sad. For me. Uh, all right, let's move on to a brief list guys. We haven't done it in a while. Let's rip through it. Social media platforms, your favorite social media platforms, top five, dead or alive. Um, all right, so this is tough. I'm going to lead off. My number five is going to be 
shoot. Uh, my number five is going to be Facebook. My honorable mention will be Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat's, you know, was fun when I was in high school. Don't really care for it much now. Don't really use it. Um, except for to communicate with some of my friends in, in group chats. But Facebook, I'm going with number five. It was my first social media platform. It was so fun when I was a kid. I loved it so much for no reason. It was It's very dumb. Um, but it's a good way to stay in touch with like older relatives. I feel like if I want to, if I want my family to know something, I'll post it to Facebook because all my old relatives are on there. You know, my girlfriend's a big Facebook. She's always posting on Facebook. I don't get it. I think it's for oldies. Um, but I do use it still. And I, I think it's useful for, uh, checking in on the fam and stuff like that. So my number five would be Facebook. Also very fun to go back through Facebook and look at your first kind of posts and, and pictures and stuff like that. Humble yourself a little bit. So my number five would be Facebook. Cam? My number five is going to be Instagram. Um, used to like it a lot more. Used to worry about the likes, but I barely post anymore. It is fun to go through the reels. Um, have a couple of Instagram group chats that I send reels to. But I don't know. I don't really use it anymore. Don't really scroll through the actual feed, so still makes my list. Go on it a lot, but number five, Tiger. Um, my number five is also Facebook. I actually started using Facebook a lot more recently. Just with restaurants, you kind of have to because all the old people—that's where they check. And like the amount of views I get on Facebook versus Instagram, probably ten to one. Like, it's absolutely absurd. I got a thing with 80,000 views on it the other day. And so, it's just, so I use it all the time now. And now I go on it, like, because I'm usually checking, like, my posts, but now I'm just scroll. It's great because I see, like, a bunch of people that are batshit crazy on there. <laughs> and it's awesome. Like, my favorite people on Facebook are, like, the people I barely know. That like I like friend requested me in high school, and then I'm like, wow, they turned out crazy, and I love looking at their posts <laughs> every day. They're my favorite posts because they're always these radical things. Saw one about like Chris Rock, and I it was just, I can't I can't even remember, but there's just the most ridiculous takes. Is people have no shame sharing really awful opinions on Facebook, so that's my. It, that's probably my favorite part of Facebook is yeah. that section of it. It's a good way to stalk people that you don't have contact with anymore. Really good way to do that. Exactly. Um, Dylan, number five. Hmm. Number five, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Instagram. Ah, shit. I'm going to go with Instagram. I don't see... The problem is, is I'm not a big social media guy. Never have been. Um, probably won't be, uh, so Instagram to me, I never really posted a lot, but it was the one that I always seem to gravitate towards. If I'm just bored on my phone, I'll like just scroll through Instagram. I don't really scroll through Twitter that much for some reason. Um, I think it's cause I, I don't know. I just don't want to read all that baloney. So I'm a big picture guy, uh, not a big reader. So I like the visual of, of Instagram as they, they introduced the videos and stuff. And I was like, ah, 
come on. I was I was just a fan of the picture, so I stopped watching doing it too so much because of that. But um, yeah, Instagram's five. I probably spend um most amount of time on that as opposed to Twitter, or other like like Facebook or something. Yeah, my number four is gonna be Instagram. Um, Instagram for me is another good way to keep up with people. I don't post that much. It's kind of an event when I post. Like I I I see it as an like an an exclusivity, like I did something cool or, you know, something cool is happening or, you know, it's a way to share like different moments in my life, not just like every day. Look at this flower I saw today. That's not what I use it for. I get it if that's what you do, but not me. You know, if I'm doing something fun out with my friends can get a good picture. I'll throw it on the gram. If I can come up with a funny caption or something like that, I'll, I'll throw it on the gram. I love doing the pictures we've done for the 4th of July past couple of years. Those are some of my most liked Instagram pictures. I do find myself scrolling it a lot. Um, just kind of getting getting an update on people and checking the stories. I think the stories are, are probably the best on Instagram out of any app. Um, I know they stole it from Snapchat, but um, yeah, my Inst- Instagram would be my number four. Uh, Cam, number four. All right, number four I have. I'm fine. Um, probably going to be higher up, but I wasn't really a poster as much as a viewer. So the reason it's on the list at all is probably because it's just legendary. I mean, we went to a Vine meetup in New York City. So fun. You were Vine famous. (laughs) It's something that people still talk about to this day. The fact that you can make people laugh in six seconds, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just nostalgic. Uh, Tucker, number four. Number four, I have Snapchat. Snapchat just always been great for, like, you know, talking to people. It's uh, It's been, like, a go-to for me for talking to people, like, that I don't really, like, talk to. Like, it's people that I wouldn't text. But, like, maybe if there's something, like, that I remember and I'll see something, I can, like, Snapchat people. It's just a nice way to keep in contact with people that I don't really want to, like, have, like, text conversations with. But still, like, you know, like, checking in on their lives. Number four, Dylan. Uh, Number four for me, I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go Facebook. Um, but again, I'm not a huge social media guy. So when Facebook was a huge thing, um, I never really got into it. I mean, I remember having one in middle school. Um, back in the early days, it was like always cool. You could like see who was online. Relationship statuses. And then, yeah, relationship statuses were a big thing. Um, messaging people was a big thing. Yeah, that was huge would, for me in middle school. I used to message a lot of people on Facebook. You could see who was active and then and message them, you know. So um, that was huge. As for posting on it, never really did much posting. I just was didn't really have time for that crap. I didn't really care enough. Um, what's bringing it farther up my list is recently the marketplace. The Facebook oh, yeah. marketplace is, is elite. Um, I'm a I'm a big eBay buyer of sorts. I like to buy used shit on eBay all the time. Um, but now I just gravitate towards marketplace because it's people more like local people and they're like uh, just 
you know, you can just go pick it up. It's oftentimes even cheaper than, uh, than eBay. And you just like, you can get anything Like people have literally anything on Facebook marketplace. So, um, I frequent the marketplace all the time. I never use my Facebook for any other reason. Uh, but it's slipping up into number or whatever the heck because of the marketplace. Um, Another big thing about Facebook that I like that I didn't mention is the memories because I like to cringe my old self. I check my Facebook memories almost every day because I posted just crazy stuff when I was a kid. Um, all right. Uh, my number three is going to be TikTok. TikTok, the newest social media in my life. Um, big ups for TikTok during quarantine. I found it. You know, I got on it in 2019 right before quarantine. And then during quarantine, I decided to become a TikToker myself. I was making videos every day. Had a couple get some get some views, you know, get over a thousand likes on a couple posts, so that was fun. But it is funny, man. And there's some messed up stuff on there. It's really dark comedy, and it's funny. And um, it's 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 like Vine in in, in that it's you know, like a shorter v- video format. People use it more for like skits and stuff like that. Um, but it it's taken over the world. People become TikTok famous, and now they're like actually famous off TikTok, which is crazy. Um, but I, I, I love TikTok. I still go on it way too much. I know Tucker had a problem with it. He had to, he had to delete it because he was spending too much time on there. But, uh, I know my friends like to find the, uh, darkest, funniest stuff and send it my way. And I do the same. Uh, TikTok's a good one. And it's also taught me that teenage boys are the funniest people on the planet because they do not care about one single thing and they will, they will say whatever. And it is almost always very funny. Uh, Cam, number three. Side note, still have never downloaded TikTok. Proud of me it. too, Cam. Me too. Love it. Uh, my number three is going to be Facebook. And Trey, you mentioned on it earlier. Um, I like Facebook for the memories and the fact that it's probably the only social media platform where like, my whole family is on. So it's nice to see, like, keep up with the family a little bit. And also the watch tab on Facebook. I've never been on TikTok, but I would imagine it's like similar to that. But rather the watch on Facebook is like five minute videos of people like restoring old bread cutters and stuff. And I think it's so interesting. I'm on the watch tab for like an hour before I go to bed. Um Cam, I'm on it right now, see what's going on. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I love Facebook. Number three, right? Yep. Talk number three. Number three, I also have TikTok. Um, same reasons Trey mentioned. Uh, my only problem with TikTok is I became highly addicted to it. Uh, I had to, I only, now I've limited myself to only watching TikTok on Sundays. I have my TikTok oh, Sundays good. where I re-download the app. Monday morning, I re-delete it because I was spending too much time on the app and I was losing my mind. You know, you said you can set so, time limits. I did that, and then I just pushed ignore time limit every single day because I'd be like, yeah, I'll ignore it for one minute because I want to watch this. And then a minute would pass, and I'd be watching a different TikTok because I have severe ADHD. Like, so I just, I just need to, I just keep scrolling. And so I was like, screw it. I'm not doing this anymore. And so I delete it six days a week because I'm an idiot. And as long as I can't see it, I'm fine. Shout out the egg toss. I'm like boys. a very much out of sight, out of mind kind of guy. Shout out the Egg Toss Boys. Shout out Egg Toss Boys. Um, Dylan, number three. 
the heck are the egg toss boys? That was Tucker's uh, attempt at TikTok fame. Oh, well, that's probably During why COVID, I never heard of it. Me and the chef from the Heritage just electric. made videos of us chucking eggs to each other from different locations and posted them on TikTok. Well, there was a couple of impressive ones. We went from Housatonic Street over the restaurant into the library, um, like that uh, garden in the library, and caught the egg, didn't crack it. It's pretty electric. Tough throw. It kind of rivals the um, the Munchkin throws from back in the day. Remember yeah, those? the Munchkin throws. Remember the, the, yeah. or, or whatever they were called, uh, donut holes or whatever. Um, my number three, I'm Pop-ups. going. I'm going Popums. That's what it was. My number three is Snapchat. Um, also, shout out uh, Facebook. Oh wait, no, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Um, I'm going. Snapchat. Snapchat number three. Snapchat was, uh, you know, the early days of high school was when it really took off, I think. Yeah. Freshman year. For us. um, You know, it was the first time where you could have like a message with somebody, but it was just a freaking picture. And so you could always just, you know, stay in touch that way with somebody. You always uh, wanted to keep your streak going uh, with whoever had your streaks with your best friends list that were public so there was so that was that was a wild around, time i forgot around, about that that, that was the was wild really west i missed that uh, the, if you got caught best. slipping with your girl you were screwed yes. and everybody could tell uh, who awesome. who liked everyone because oh this guy's best friend is this girl he's snapping her a lot he likes her it's so it was did you awesome learn the block and unblock strategy no, I just didn't care. I, I, I was first of all, I was faithful. Oh, I learned the block and unblock. So you have to block <laughs> them and then unblock them and refriend them, and it would reset your snap score. <laughs> well, <laughs> stay toxic. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of those issues. One because I was a dork uh, back in those days. Uh, still am, but a little better off because of it, I'd say. Um, and you know. The just I don't know the the Snapchat was always was just always there. You always were like just had one or two little presents to open. You know, just the nice little red square. You're like, oh, I get to see what's going on with whoever the heck. Um, and it just stayed uh stayed true to that. And then they introduced the groups, and I think that's when it really kind of took off for. For me, because we would just have group Snapchats. Group Snapchats going off all day long, always. Um, some people always just making like random groups of like 30 people that shouldn't be together. Those ones are always fun. Um, but we've had groups. I mean, our, our we've got a Wasted Takes group since we started this thing, maybe even before. We've got other ones with our friend groups that are probably years and years and years old. So Snapchat groups are elite. Um, I don't see a world where I'm going to be living without a Snapchat. That's a, it's a, it's a, you made a good argument, Dill. You almost make me want to change my list. But, uh, my number two is going to be Vine. Um, Vine was a fantastic time in my life from the time that I found it to the time that it died. It's almost I feel it's almost better that it kind of just went away because it was an era on the Internet unlike any other. Some of the most iconic memes were born out of Vine. Still don't mind looking up a Vine compilation and watching those like cam said went to a meetup crazy to see these people in person um 
and some of them have gone on to be like actually like big like i know cam got a what the what the hell was that kid's name the kid that you took the vine with that he never posted um uh jay versace jay versace and he was on like a sprite commercial and like we met krish who was uh who was big um and Danny, Danny Gonzalez, who I got a picture with, who's like a big YouTuber now. Um, but finding those vines back in the day, finding that perfect vine, there was nothing like it. So, so funny. And if you guys want a little bit of the vine era humor, look up three guys, one baseball on YouTube. I know we've talked about it at nauseum before, but Dylan and I started a vine with our friend Jake and it was so fun to make those. And it's just so fun to see the reaction. And some of them got big. Some of them got reposted on Instagram and got like hundreds of thousands of views. And it was it was a lot of fun. And the Vine era just brings me right back to high school and a really fun time making vines. I remember I made I made some on my own channel that I really liked. Like me, it was me dunking on like a six foot hoop over like a car and a kiddie pool and stuff like that. A lot of fun. I miss Vine a lot. Um, it was an era that I don't think will ever be replicated on the internet. But Vine's my number two. Uh, Cam. I got Snapchat at number two. Um, I think Snapchat stories are better than Instagram. I think you said Insta were better, Trey. Um, I like Snapchat better. I definitely use it more. Um, it's like you said, it's a way to communicate with your friends and send funny pictures. And it's a group chat, but with pictures and I don't know. I, I just use it a lot more than the other apps I've mentioned. So that's why it's number two. Tucker? Uh, my number two is Vine. Uh, Vine was an incredible app. Uh, and it kind of was like part of what defined my childhood was Vine. It was just, I remember like, I remember like the King Batches and Logan Paul was still big. Yeah, and, the like, Paul brothers that. got their start on Vine. Yeah, so, like, it was just such, like, a big part of, like, I just remember watching them. I made a couple that were always terrible, but um, just the whole process of Vine was just so much fun. It was, like, a this, kind of super changing, like, to get that short, like, instant gratification kind of comedy that Vine was. There was nothing really like it at the time. Now they, you know... There's TikTok, but there's also like 12 different versions of TikTok that are out right now. There's Instagram Reels and whatever Snapchat has, but Vine was like ahead of its time, one of a kind, which is so much fun. We made the initiation Vines where we stood in front of a wall and fired tennis balls at each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those were great. Um, one thing I did forgot to say about Vine is I think there's something more to having it be only six seconds. Because you have to set up your joke and deliver the punchline in six seconds. And I think that's what made it so good. Instead of TikTok, now you can have a minute and a half to, to do a video or three minutes. Well, that's um, what I was – That's yeah, that's what I was saying too is you only get six seconds to make somebody laugh. Exactly. And people deliver. They did. They, <laughs> they figured it out. That Tyler, the creator vine of him on the stupid friggin' wheelchair rolling through <laughs> yeah. and rolling out is still one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen. Um, Dale, number two. Yeah, so I'm also going by number two. Um, all the reasons said, and I was just about to bring that up, Trey. Um, so to me, to me, Vine is is just I gravitated towards Vine because it was. It's not that it really took skill, but it took 
like effort. It took thinking. It was creative. You know, I, it, it was it was fun making them because it, you had the the six seconds. It, like making a TikTok to me, it, it's not it's not really as fun. I mean, maybe if you're trying to like match up one of the sounds to what you're doing, we like had to edit. Kind of... We had to edit our video so much to get them down yeah. to six seconds. Like we had to cut out. We would start it and be like, "Hey, it's seven and a half. Now we got to cut off a second and a half of this." So, um, in the, in, in the early days, you, you could only, you only had one tape. You had to like hold it to, to like do a quick minute and a half or second and a half and then hold it again, I think. And so, um, but the other great thing about Vine, there was no ads at the time. It was like before ads were even a thing on YouTube where like YouTube ads just started, um, so it it was a great way to get that like six second like scroll feel that is TikTok now with everybody being addicted to content. It's like the predecessor to to all the things that have came, come after it. Um, but yeah, it's really just that six second like creative part that really gravitated me towards it, and I, I loved it. I, I I would I still watch compilations. I wish it was still a thing because we probably would have a ways to take one uh, doing something goofy. Um, we should have a TikTok. Uh, okay. My number one is the undefeated goat of the internet. It's Twitter. Um, Twitter's, I was very slow to get to Twitter because I had Facebook. I was like, why would I want to go on Twitter where it's just posts when on Facebook, you can have pictures. This was before Twitter, like allowed you to post pictures. Um, but once I got on it, I got hooked. I remember the first time I really got into it was like the 2013 Stanley cup. That's when I kind of started my Twitter. Um, but it's an awesome place. Just if anything happens, you instant reaction. What do people think? Instant news. I get a lot of my news from Twitter outside of like important news. Um, I get like my sports news from Twitter. I get, you know, video game news from Twitter. I get everything from Twitter. Um, and then you have like a night like the other night with the Will Smith, Chris Wax situation where it's just the funniest stuff in the world. I don't know how people come up with it so quick. Five minutes after. Just the funniest things in the world. Twitter is undefeated. It's a good place. I, I like to rant on Twitter. I like to I just fire off tweets into the, to the abyss. They never get any likes, but I just like to know like people to know how I'm feeling. And I'll just fire off tweets. And um, nothing nothing beats a good Twitter beef. Gotten in a few of them myself. Always love watching them in the past. Um, Twitter's the best. Um, if I had to choose one social media app, it would be Twitter. Um, yeah, there's there's nothing better. Nothing better than Twitter. Cam? Yeah, obviously I agree. Uh, the reason I brought up this list was because of the Twitter the other day. Um, it, it's just, it's unbeaten. I mean, the stuff that people come up with so quick is insane. So many memes, also news on there, which fake or not, uh, Adam Schefter is always tweeting. We have group chat on Twitter. We're always sending stuff to each other. Um, definitely the platform that I'm on the most. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if Twitter's not your number one, I don't know what you're doing. Tucker? Mine is also Twitter, of course. Uh, a lot of the reasons Trey said. Just the instant reactions from things. Like, when something happens, I immediately think, What's going on on Twitter right now? Like when there's something crazy happening, like the Will Smith thing, 
when there's breaking news in the sports world, I immediately go to Twitter to verify it. Twitter is my number one spot that I go to for all those things, and that's what makes Twitter so great. Is It's kind of like where everyone can instantly react, like make their posts about it. Some people make jokes. Some people, you know, um, like tell the news there. So it's great in all aspects. It's somewhere where you always get to see it. I don't know. There's just a ton of stuff going on over there at all times. Uh, Dylan, number one. Number one for me, you guys definitely don't have it, obviously. Um, I'm going YouTube. YouTube's not social I'm, media. I knew you were going YouTube. With this. YouTube is social media to me. Um, I love YouTube. Uh, I watch a lot of videos on YouTube. I get all, almost all of my content from anything I want to know is from YouTube, whether it's like uh, sports news, video game news, world news, any disordered news. Um, I'm one of those weirdos that sometimes engages in the comments with people. Um, and it actually, that's why I'm considered in social media. Cause like, I'll have like a quick, they'll say, they'll say something like one of the top rated comments will be about X from the video. And then you'll comment about it and you can have like a legitimate discussion with somebody. Um, I find it more engaging than Twitter cause everybody on Twitter just yells at each other the entire time, which is what makes Twitter fun into some instances, but I just can't handle it. That's why I don't go on it, because it just gets me too angry. Uh, that's why I left it off my list entirely. I frequent Twitter all the time. I just, I do not post, and I, I, I read what you guys send me, and I'll scroll for maybe three, four tweets, but that's it. If I get too deep in it, I'll just get too angry, so I stop. Uh, that's me on Twitter. So YouTube, number one, like it or hate it. Most people hate it, but that's me. So I, I love YouTube, too. I use it a ton. I watch a ton of YouTube. Um, it's the website I spend the most time on. But yeah, I don't. I don't. I just don't view it as a a social media website. But I understand your argument. All right. Uh, long episode. Let's move on to the movie Kingsman. Didn't have a chance to see it, Tugger. I'm sorry. It is a good movie from what I remember. I enjoyed it. I think I've seen it twice. Um, I it was enjoyed it. Cam's movie. Oh, Cam. Cam's sorry, movie, sorry, mine. Cam. Um, but good, good movie. Um, but I had a crazy week. Couldn't get to it. I apologize. Um, who did see it? I did. I did not. Done. Is that a point loss? I did. No, I picked like Mike. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, all right. Tucker and Cam, go ahead. Tucker, go ahead. Uh, I love Kingsman. Still do. Great cast. Great movie overall. Um, I don't know. It's your, it's, you know, it's a cool spy movie. I think Samuel L. Jackson's an awesome villain. Like, with the lisp and everything, he's just so good at it. Um, on top of it, I thought, like, Taron, I, I like Taron Egerton, and, like, the whole British spy-like thing might be a bit overplayed, but it's just always awesome. British accent and spies and, like, this with a twist, like, the gentleman spy is such a cool thing, and, like, kind of um, him, like, becoming a spy is a cool process to watch. That's not in every spy movie, I wouldn't say. So yeah, great movie on and per, from my perspective. Um, I give this one a seven eight. Cameron, your movie? Yeah, um, pretty much everything you said, I agree with. Especially the part like where you said the the British gentleman spy, right? Um, I'm just thinking that the the part where he's in the the bar with the umbrella. Maybe two yeah. guys up, and then at the end of the movie, they come back to that. It's very, I want to say, it's, it's kind of like Tarantino-esque. 
it's like gory and violent. Yeah, but the, kind of funny. No, it's definitely shot in like a different way. Like 100%. even um, when like they're killing it, like all the heads explode. Mm-hmm. Just like the artistic part of it was super interesting. Like they do everything very differently than most movies would. Like it's not like a classic action movie. Right. It's it's like a it's like the spoof on James Bond was really like Austin Powers. And this is kind of like a middle ground, I would say. It's not as serious as James Bond, but it's not as jokey as Austin Powers. But it's it's kind of a middle ground where it's still like very gory and the British spies and everything, but it's also funny. I don't know. If you see it, see the second one and then watch The King's Man. I'm going to go with a flat 8.0. Alrighty, that puts the score at 7.9, which will take the lead for film of the year. Wow. Wow. All right, uh, Tucker, your pick, movie. Um, in honor of Chris Rock, I am picking the movie Head of State. One of my all-time faves, Chris Rock, running for president of the United States with Bernie Mac, his brother, as his VP. Great movie. Uh, I think everyone's going to enjoy it, and if you don't watch it, shame on you. Oh, wait, no, the Batman still leads for film of the year, by the way. I was about to say, I thought there was one that was better. Uh, great, great movie, Tucker. I remember watching this at your house in high school. Um, all right, what, that's what Head of State. Head of State. Chris Rock runs yeah. for president. Um, that's Waste It Takes, episode 117. Long episode, hour 40. Uh, didn't expect to do this much. It's kind of a weaker week on topics, but we're just, we can just go, man. We can just go forever. Uh, check us out on our socials. Big poll numbers this week. We got, like... Over 15 voters on both our polls. Keep that up. We'd love to see that. Uh, Thanks for getting wasted with us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. See you. See you.